0: And welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders that are changing the world. They share their life stories on tips on how you can find your purpose. We all have a gift we can bring to the world. Do you feel dead to life? Like there's more to it, but you don't know where to start. Perhaps you don't fit in and you can't understand why. Are you pushing all the time and getting nowhere? Do you long to finally be sure which is the right path for you? This podcast is sponsored by my Do Your Dharma course. This eight-week online course, self-study, shows you how to find your purpose. The course demystifies the subject of Dharma and shows you that by following your highest excitement, you can unlock your greatest potential and create the life of your dreams. Go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your Dharma. Without further ado, let's dive in to the next episode. Episode of Kitty Talks, I talk to Steve Chandler. He is the coach's coach, often called the grandfather of coaching. He is a business and life coach and author of oh, about 30 books in total, including The Time Warrior, Reinventing Yourself Right Now, Crazy Good, and 37 Ways to Boost Your Coaching Practice. He's very well known because he wrote The Prosperous Coach book with Rich Litvin. He also has coached Rich Litvin, Jason Goldberg, Michael Neal. He's very much the coach's coach. And in this interview, we talk about how he took his life from addiction, bankruptcy and divorce to helping and serving others, how he effectively took his greatest pain and made it his greatest gift. So without further ado, let's dive in. So hello and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories and interview some of the top thought leaders on the planet. And today I'm very privileged to have with me an amazing guest, Steve Chandler. He is a business and life coach. He has written over 30 books and some call him the... Godfather, the grandfather of coaching, and he has coached some of the world's top coaches, Rich Litvin, Michael Neal. So, Steve, welcome to Kitty Talks, and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. I think grandfather is is a lot more appropriate than godfather.
0: Yes, I suppose godfather has a bit of a negative connotation, whereas grandfather is a more loving...
1: Mm. More peaceful, less threatening.
0: Yes. And you have a wonderful energy, really calming energy. So as soon as we jumped on, I was late. So I, it's a very calming energy that you, you uh, have, have and you bring across. Um, but would you mind, Steve, just explaining to our audience who are listening? Obviously, you've coached some of the world's top coaches, but take us back to how you got into this. I know your life hasn't always been kind of roses, um, but I'd love to know a little bit more about your life story.
1: Yes, well, um, you know, you and I were talking a little bit ahead of time about purpose and finding your purpose. And um, for many years, um, I really had a terrible self-image and and really had no purpose. And I didn't even want to have a purpose. I I didn't understand how all these people in the world knew what they wanted to do. And I really didn't want to do anything. If I could get away with that. And then, and then later in my life, I got involved in drugs and alcohol, which uh, was a really miserable period of time and uh, nearly very tragic. But fortunately, I was able to join a group that um, gave me a way to recover from that. And then from that moment on, from that point on, I was about uh, thirty-four years old. My whole life opened up as um, creative possibility. I still had a lot of problems because I I had no real skills, living skills or anything. So I went through um, after I recovered from alcohol addiction and drugs. I went through bankruptcy and divorce and um and i ended up with um full custody of four children so i had four little children to raise i had just gone bankrupt i had no job uh and and there i was with life in front of me but i began to connect with people who um were psychologists coaches spiritual teachers and I just kept finding a way to create the life I wanted one little step at a time. And then I I got a coach who helped me and I kept reaching out for help because I needed help more than anyone I ever knew. Mm. And, uh, and things turned around and I began to um, have a job that really worked and and it was fun raising my kids. It wasn't some horrible burden. It was really exciting and fun. It was a great challenge. And um, so once that occurred, um, I started teaching other people how to turn their lives around because I really saw that if I could do it, anybody could do it. Because I was lower than anybody I'd ever known. I mean, I had more fears, more insecurity, less ambition uh, than anyone I I knew. So when I saw people who were struggling, I could see, well, you're you're not far away from flourishing. I was really far away. Mm. And there are certain things you can uh, open up to where you'll find your true self and you'll be fine. So I started doing that a little bit at a time. And then it just started to grow and I wrote a book and then. I wrote another one and so things just grew up just kind of on their own. So anyway, I, I hope that wasn't too long a version. You might have wanted something shorter.
0: No, really fascinating. Like I'd love to sort of dive into a couple of points that you made. Like, um I've had my own addiction struggles and you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. And, you know, I genuinely think for me I was looking for I was looking for something in the wrong places, essentially. Um, yeah. I'd love, I'd yeah. you know, they call it the divine or whatever, but I'd love to get your take on that. Like now looking back at your addiction problems, um, can you kind of see what, why that happened and effectively what it's added to your life? Obviously I presume you help other people now who have sort of similar issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was looking for, um, uh, some kind of freedom from, <laughs> from the fear and the worry and the uh difficulty that that life felt like it was nothing but difficulty, fear of growing up, fear of fear just I I had more fears than uh than you could imagine. I mean and so so for me the alcohol was some kind of uh the addiction was uh uh the illusion of um freedom from that. It gives the illusion of temporary freedom or or peace, it is a it it's a um, it masquerades as peace. You know, it's kind of a fake version of inner peace and spiritual well-being. They even used to to call alcohol spirits in the old frontier days, and uh, it 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 mimics um, spiritual peace. It, it mimics it and then and and then it comes back uh it has a kickback in a very negative way. So pretty soon you just need it to feel normal. Uh so so the good feelings start to go away and now in, in addiction you need it to just feel like you you it's okay to be alive. So anyway, it's a tragic mess that people get into and uh I was so lucky I escaped with my life. So so the answer is I really don't have an answer. Uh, I can speculate what, it, what what impulse it was that, that drove me to drinking, but I don't really know. It was searching for something.
0: Mm. And you described it, um, in your earlier um, statement just about the fact that it's almost like you – have used your pain in fighting through your pain, then to serve others. Like I do, believe. that. Yes, I, was, I
1: think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It because it it helped it helped them uh, identify with me, and it helped them relax about whether they were really sitting across from a sub, a superior being of some kind. That that. Um, that idea was eliminated right away once they got to know me. And and so that made it easier for people to feel safe to talk about what's really going on with them because they were able to see, well, I wasn't as bad as this guy, so I'm not afraid to say anything to him.
0: Mm. But that's almost like your greatest pain is our greatest gift because I think people listening to this podcast are looking for – how they can you know fulfill their purpose on the planet and you know i do believe that sometimes our biggest downfall can breaks downs can be our biggest breakthroughs
1: yes yeah they can absolutely they can wake us up mm.
0: so you and then talk us through because it sounds to me like you kind of fell into what you're doing the right people came along you started writing books um do you believe there's kind of a higher purpose to your life that you're now kind of in tune with? It sounds to me like you're totally in flow with your life now.
1: Well, I like to say there's a higher purpose because, uh, when people like hearing that and, and then the books sell more. So I like to say (laughs) I'm in alignment with, uh, a universal purpose, but, um, but I think for it's just for me, it's simpler than that. It, it's really in the moment, um, expressing is allowing creativity and love, love and kindness to express, and to connect with other people and serve other people. And so, and so maybe that qualifies as a higher purpose. Yes. So I don't disagree with you. Mm. I feel uncomfortable saying it because, you know, it just feels too much like I will then uh, move from the phrase higher purpose and then I'll start talking about my passion. And pretty soon we'll be talking about chakras and the meridians and uh, and all kinds of energy and unicorns. And and it just, there's no end to it. (laughs) When it's really simpler than that.
0: And can so can you make it really simple for us
1: i don't know if i can you know i had somebody ask me a question the other day uh <laughs> they said uh they, they sent in a question they're in my coaching school and they said um i know you always like to to uh help people keep it simple and then she said can you elaborate on that and I thought, wait a minute, um, that's not keeping it simple to el- elaborate on it. So um, so I, I, I don't know exactly what that means, but I do know that w- the more I simplify my life, the more power there is in it to um, really help people, really have a fulfilling life and a good career. And the more I get distracted, by By trying all kinds of things, like like you said, looking for love in all the wrong places, that old song that then uh, that complicates it and and makes it harder to have a good life. That's my experience.
0: So now do you just focus on literally doing your coaching work because that's where you feel you can give the most value?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do that in the coaching, and then um, some speaking and teaching, and and then the book, whatever book I'm writing on at the present time. That's my focus.
0: And are you currently writing a book? I know you've got thirty of them out there in the world, which is amazing. I just yeah. but I just bought your book actually, literally before um, we came online.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah,
0: yeah, it really resonated with me. Um, I can't I have to forgive me. I can't remember the name. It was the one about um, uh, the addiction.
1: Oh yeah, Death Wish. Yes,
0: yeah, sorry. Yeah, how could I forget that title, Death Wish? Yeah.
1: That's right. Uh, uh, not a very positive title, but um, but it reflects what the book's about. So. Um, Yeah, I'm writing a a book right now on, on creativity and, uh, and, and why people shut down their natural creativity as they get older and, and how they can open it up again. And, and, uh, so that's what the book's about. Mm.
0: Yeah, and like in my own experience, you know, I've watched my parents actually do this sort of similar thing. They've shut down as they've got older, rather than having a kind of purpose or some type of creativity to drive them. Yes. So
1: yeah, and um, when when older people shut down, it it scares their children, and the children think. Um, we must get them into out there doing something and ballroom dancing or uh, volunteering at the community center. We've got to get them out there. And, and actually in a way we're, we're projecting our own insecurity uh, on, on them. And, um, and so sometimes um, older people can appear to shut down, to their kids and and still be still be very creative in 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 the little things in life so a lot of times a a younger person will go to a zen retreat in order to learn how to uh be mindful and focus on little things and, and and that's what they that might be what their parents are doing uh every day so anyway mm, so create mm. creativity shows up in a lot of ways
0: mm, and I think you're right as a, as a child you or you you see your parents almost shutting down it does scare you because you are have to then accept that you're the adult
1: <laughs> yes yeah right it scares you
0: mm. So, what do you recommend in your book? You're, you said you're writing a, a book about creativity and how you can keep those ch- creative channels open.
1: Well, I I haven't got to the recommending part yet, so I'm not. So the book isn't recommending anything. It's exploring. It, it's exploring uh, how and why we shut down our natural creative flow. You know, so so little kids—they're um, running around uh, and and creating. And if you give them a large piece of paper and some crayons or paints, they don't—they—they—they'll just jump in and start painting something. They don't stop and say, "Oh, I, I'm not a good painter. I don't know how to paint." And they don't say, "I don't know what to paint. I can't decide what to paint." Um, but grownups, if you put them in a room and give them each one of them a, a canvas with some paints, they start giggling nervously and looking at each other. They're all embarrassed and they just want to leave the room. So something has happened to our natural flow of creativity, our natural on uh, our, our natural ability to keep, just create all day long. There's mm-hmm. something that has shut that down. Beliefs about how important it is to uh, come across a certain way to other people, every, all these things. So that that's, the book's about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be there for you when you stop shutting it down. So it's not really a, a recommendation of how to open it up. It, it is a pointing out how you shut the doors you close, mm. and if you can see that, uh, you you'll be fine, and and it'll flow again. Mm.
0: So basically, making people become more conscious of their own self-talk. Um.
1: Yeah, their beliefs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- see to see their uh, beliefs for for what they are, mm. not the truth about life, but a belief that's been made up.
0: Mm. Yes. That, yeah. And we all do that to ourselves about anything and everything, you know, um, doing podcasting, having conversations, you know, anything new that is new for us. We, we have that beliefs or the self-talk that kicks in. Um, and I think you know, for our listeners, they're um, on that self-inquiry journey around what they can do and how they can create amazing lives. And I think, you know, we just talked about there, our beliefs is massive actually when it comes to what, what we we create or what we achieve in our lives. Um, so, any advice for people listening about how they can potentially overcome their own inner voice or a negative inner voice?
1: Yeah, I I think um, I want to see it for what it is. It's not really me. It, it's it's just um, thoughts appearing on the screen that I can either believe or not believe. But most people, um, when the thought appears, they don't they don't see it as a thought. They see it as the truth. I'm a loser, I'm not creative, Um, I'm not disciplined, I don't have enough of a life purpose, I won't treat, everybody else's life is amazing, and I'm not amazing, (laughs) and see, all these, and I have, and if I don't have an amazing life, then, then I'll be a loser, and I will have failed, so the thing about having an amazing life is that if everybody has an amazing life, then the word amazing doesn't mean anything anymore. It, it's a meaningless word. It's kind of like the word awesome. The word awesome used to mean uh, something that, you, that was so startling and stunning you couldn't even speak. Mm. But, um, but now it means nothing. You know, somebody somebody hands you your receipt when you buy a hamburger and you and they say, here's your receipt. And you say, awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, so. Uh, when somebody says, I want to have an amazing life. Well, what does that mean to you? Mm. Who do you think has an amazing life? Mm. Well, Robin Robin Williams and uh, Prince.
0: Mm. And look what their self-talk did to them.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. And I think Advent of social media, that's also something that people are battling a lot more now because there's these kind of fake images out there of what people's lives are like. Um, And in reality, we just need to kind of, I would say, stay in our own lane and do the things that we enjoy and not listen to the negative self-talk. Right. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's true. I agree. And and don't take it so seriously. That's why uh, I think Jason Goldberg is such a wonderful person, to read his book and listen to his videos and things, because he's really tapped into how you can actually... Perform better and be more effective at whatever you do, if you take it less seriously, more lighthearted, mm. you become more creative and your energy increases. Mm. You've got better energy when you're lighthearted. But we but we tell everybody in our society, we say, um, oh, it's time to get serious. You know, if we have a problem. Time to get serious about this. I'm not making enough money in my career, so I better get serious. Mm. And it's the opposite uh, of what would really help. Mm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What we try and do on this podcast is get people to do the things that they really enjoy for exactly that reason. You know, like you said, you're in a more expansive energy when you're doing the things that you love and actually not take it so seriously because everything's happening perfectly. And um, by having some fun with it, you are much more likely to have that creative spirit and creative energy that will bring in the right people in the right situations.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, so, what gave you the idea to do the podcast? Uh,
0: it's interesting. I, when I came out of my previous business, I run a transformation group, uh, a non-profit organisation, and I had knew so many amazing people like yourself, all who had a really fascinating life stories, um, and. A lot of them had had neither near-death experiences, some addiction problems, um, kind of big transformations. Um, and now the work that they were doing was sort of helping humanity. And just watching their complete transformation of taking their lives from a dark place to now one of meaning and, and purpose, I wanted to interview people like yourself to explain your journeys, to empower others listening that actually you may be in a, shitty crappy place now but if steve chandler can turn it around and take himself from um full-on addiction to where he is now coaching the the world's top coaches then that's doable for you too
1: yeah that's good i like that (laughs) thank you It's, it's wonderful wonderful work that you do
0: thank you and thank you for being so candid and sharing your story with us as well um because i I do really believe that everybody just needs to fight those monsters in their head because it's mostly that that's stopping people putting themselves out there they're afraid of quitting their jobs they're afraid of they can't make a living out of you know making doing something they love because that's the kind of conditioning that we receive um and people like yourself jason michael rich will prove that that isn't the case
1: Yes, I agree with that. And you know all of us, the people you mentioned, Rich, Michael, Jason, uh, they that was the that was the good news because if you had to be somehow previously, you had to have some kind of previous identity or personality that that was uh, hardwired to be successful, there's no way. I would have made it, <laughs> and and there's no way uh, the universe would actually be set up that way in such an unkind, unfair way for some human beings to have that kind of advantage um, over others genetically. That 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 does not uh, that doesn't add up. That doesn't compute. That is that's a dark fantasy in somebody's head. So so that was the good news. Anyway, I'm talking too long, I'm probably running past time for you.
0: <laughs> no, so I I'm with you. I think it's and it also gives us into an insight into help out how other people because my own story is addiction and breakdowns and depression and and now that's what drives me is to help other people not experience the depths of the lowest low that I had. Um so it's taking like we discussed right at the beginning of the podcast it's taking that pain And using it to further other people.
1: That's beautiful. Mm.
0: Steve, thank you so much uh, for coming on Kitty Talk. You're welcome. How can our listeners find you? How can they connect with you? How can they buy your books?
1: Um, let me see. Yeah, just it's my books are on Amazon, and the name is Steve Chandler. That would be that's. That's all you need to know.
0: We will have Steve's details in the show notes, so you will be able to connect with him there. But, Steve, thank you once again for coming on Kitty Talk. All right. Thank you. Very much. Thank you so much. And we will see you again next week on Kitty Talks. Bye-bye so i hope you enjoyed that interview with steve chandler he's a great example who has of somebody who has turned their greatest pain into their greatest gift so if you're out there listening to this and you're wondering what your purpose is what is it that you have overcome what is it that you have had to battle through and now you can help others with ponder on that and we will see you next week on kitty talks this podcast was sponsored by my do your dharma course create a life so good that you pinch yourself this eight-week online course demystifies dharma and shows you how to tune in to why you're really here go to www.kittytalks.com forward slash do your dharma